This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he's told the U.S. he opposes a Palestinian state that puts him in direct conflict with the Biden administration. Biden has long had a deep connection with Israel, but as NPR's Asma Khalid reports, his views are being put to the test now by the politics in the region and within his own party. Delaware Senator Chris Coons is co-chair of Biden's re-election bid. He points out the president's support for Israel has largely reflected the majority of the American public. Bakuns also recognizes that a growing number of Democrats are alarmed at civilian casualties in Gaza. He expects the conflict on the ground to change soon. More humanitarian aid, less intense fighting. And significant movement towards regional reconciliation and regional peace. If that's not possible, if that doesn't happen over the next couple of months, I do think that there's segments of the Democratic base that will be more and more concerned and disenchanted. Either way, Biden has to navigate Netanyahu and the fractures in his own base in an election year. Asma Khalid, NPR News. Another indictment for actor Alec Baldwin in connection with a fatal shooting during a rehearsal on a New Mexico movie set in 2021. Special prosecutors brought the case before a grand jury in Santa Fe this week, months after receiving a new analysis of the gun. Baldwin, the lead actor and co-producer of the Western Rust, was pointing the gun at a cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, when it went off killing her and wounding a director. Baldwin has said he was told the gun did not contain live rounds. He's also denied pulling the trigger. Initial charges against Baldwin were dismissed, but the latest indictment revives the case against the 65-year-old actor. The housing market had its slowest year in a long time last year. As NPR's Chris Arnold explains, high interest rates and high prices pushed overall sales down to the lowest levels since 1995. It's been nearly 30 years since so few homes were sold across the U.S. The biggest culprit has been much higher mortgage rates, up near 8 percent just back in November. The jump in interest rates that we saw last year, uh, really a shock to the system. Jessica Louts with the National Association of Realtors says a Severe housing shortage also pushed prices up to a new record. Builders just haven't been able to meet demand. Home builders are being impacted by the jump in interest rates as well. They have to borrow to build, and it's become very expensive for them to do so. Still, she says realtors are more optimistic about this year because rates have now been falling. Chris Arnold, NPR News. President Biden has signed the stopgap spending bill passed yesterday by the House and Senate, the measure averting a looming partial government shutdown, keeping federal agencies funded through early March. On Wall Street, stocks returned to their record highs today. The Dow up 395 points. The S&P 500 gained 58 points today. You're listening to NPR. Snow and cold weather in the nation's capital likely kept down the crowd size for this year's March for Life event. Speakers urging those who did attend to capitalize on the Supreme Court decision and keep fighting until abortion is eliminated. They also stress that while Roe v.ersus Wade has been overturned, the pressure needs to continue on lawmakers to advance abortion restrictions. Underwater kelp forests are teeming with life. New evidence shows the first complex kelps were much older than once suspected. NPR's Ari Daniel reports they arrived well before many of the animals who live in them got there. Kelp fossils are rare, 
but a set washed up on the rocky shoreline of the Olympic Peninsula in Washington. Researchers took one of the fossilized shells that a kelp had glued itself to and performed a chemical analysis to determine its age. The result? 32 million years old. Cindy Loy is a paleobotanist at the University of California at Berkeley. Just to think that we now added a little tiny piece of the puzzle of when they started, that makes me very proud. The finding reveals that the foundation of this ecosystem was already in place millions of years later when kelp evolved and grew taller, allowing a thriving hub of biodiversity to slowly begin to materialize. For NPR News, I'm Ari Daniel. Two weeks of snowy cold weather from Tennessee to Oregon has left roads covered with snow and ice and knocked down power lines and trees. Fresh snow also fell overnight in Washington, D.C. and New York. In Oregon, some people have been without power for a week. The bitter cold has been blamed for at least 50 deaths in the U.S. over the past two weeks. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington.